0: Didn't I say I wasn't to be disturbed? Yes, you did, my leash. You you did say that. And what are you doing now? Well, I guess I'm disturbing you. But it is for a good reason. I should hope so. Otherwise, I'll have my chef cook your flesh in bark sauce and serve it alongside some nice roasted potatoes and a bottle of Merlot I've been saving. I think you'll find this of interest. We've caught an intruder. An intruder? In my realm? Yes, my liege. The first time since... Ever.
1: (laughs) It's the first time ever. Interesting.
0: Very well. Your life is spared for now. Bring the intruder before me. At once, my leash. Bring him in. Do you mind? I can walk. Now look at that. You've gone and scuffed up my jacket. Who are you? Hello, Lucifer. Hell of a place you got here. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Hell of a place. (laughs) Yes. Quite hilarious. Who are you? Oh, Yes, I'm being rude. I am Croatone. I've heard of you. The one who laid waste to Rome. The very same. So why are you here? To give you the opportunity for revenge against our common adversary. You seek to destroy God? Oh, no. No, 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 not God. I mean the one who betrayed you at your moment of victory. The one who defeated me when I sought to invade the mortal realm. Mm. Mm. The pale man. Yes. I feel the time has come for him to pay for his crimes. Not just against us, but all those who felt defeat by his machinations. Very well, I'm listening.
1: I'm standing in a valley that is long since dead. No life grows here. The trees are barren and all is grey. Not far from where I stand is a vast fog bank. Black clouds stretching out as far as I can see.
2: Impressive, isn't it? Stories say the fog was here before anything else. Before the universe itself was born.
1: The man was dressed as a vaudeville circus ringleader, complete with a top hat. His hair was long and gold, his skin porcelain white. He reached out and ran his hand through the dark front. It billowed at his touch. He brought his hand back and rubbed his wet fingertips together. A black tar substance stripped from him.
2: Hmm. Yes. Very sour. What is it? A very good question. No one who's gone in to find out has come out again. Well, except for one.
1: Really? Who would that be?
2: The current head cheese of everything. That friend of yours who likes prancing around as a cat.
1: God, he went into this fog. And came
2: back from it, yes. Saw some stuff that really freaked him out from what I'm told. Some believe it's why he betrayed his family and cast them into labyrinth. But you didn't hear that from me.
1: How do you know this?
2: Oh, I make a point of knowing lots of things. Oh my, look at that. Look at what? The fog. It started moving towards us. Oh, not very fast, I bet it speeds up with time. Who are you? Who am I? Hmm. Well, you could say... Oh! Look at the time! Well, I have things to get to, and I suspect so do you. But don't fret too much about the fog. We've got oodles of time before it becomes a problem. Cheery by now.
1: I woke with a start to find myself in bed at home. Sleeping was very new to me. I had never really needed much of it before, but over this last year I'd found I'd needed it more and more often. My thoughts were on the dreams I'd had, the fog and that strange man. As much as I tried to dismiss it as nothing but a dream, some part of me knew better. But sadly I couldn't really dwell on it. I really didn't have the time to dwell on anything all that much anymore. After all... I'm dying. I've known this for the last year. The energies of Vastator are fading away. It's the only force that has been able to sustain my life since I lost the Reality Stone to a younger incarnation of myself. I've started to age... Back in January, I had the appearance of a man in his thirties. Now, my hair has fringes of grey. My face has wizened. I've become an old man in his last days. Time's catching up with me. I don't have a lot of it left. A few weeks if I'm lucky. But death was near now, and I still had things that I must have finished before I'm done. I was flipping through a copy of the Portland Mercury while sipping on some coffee. A librarian hates it when I bring drinks, so I was keeping it hidden as best as I could. That was when the front door was smashed open. A giant troll dressed in a mail carrier's uniform stormed into the room. He glared about the room looking for someone.
0: how much that door cost me? It was handcrafted by Dark Elves before the time of Merlin himself. And you just smashed it to splinters. Ha <laughs> Door and way! Delivery to make! Go through door! Go through door?! There was a doorknob on it! You just had to turn it and the door would have opened! Where do you expect me to get a replacement? It's not like the Dark Elves have a factory mass-producing those things daily! Don't care! Get out of way or I eat! Fine, but I'm making a complaint to the Troll Mail Division. You haven't heard the last of me, you fur-covered
1: mongrel! You Byron? Well, I kind of gave that name up, but as people insist on calling me that, yes, I'm Byron.
0: Package for you! Sign here!
1: I signed my name on the dotted line. My real name, mind you, not Byron. Legal forms from the troll mail service require the use of people's real names. The troll looked at my signature. How you say name? With a great deal of difficulty, the troll shrugged his shoulders, reached into his mail satchel, then pulled free a severed human hand that had a piece of paper clutched in its grasp. He dropped the hand on the table, and without a word turned and left. I did not touch the hand at first, simply studied it. It didn't look as if it had been cut off but ripped from someone's wrist. Slowly I pried the hand open and removed the paper. I unfolded it and read what was upon it. Well, this should be interesting.
3: Why the hell are we here?
1: Because of this. I tossed Max the paper that had been delivered to me.
3: What's this, a map?
1: Nothing gets by you, does it?
3: Smartass.
1: Yes, it's a map. See where the big red X has been marked on it?
3: Huh. The Port of Portland. Terminal 2, and someone... Hey, someone also put 12am on it, and today's date.
1: Indeed. And it's... 11.58 now.
3: How did you get this?
1: It got delivered to me with this. Here, catch.
3: Oh my god, it's a hand. Ew.
1: Right again. Boy, nothing's getting by you tonight.
3: Someone sent you a severed hand with a map, Byron. Who the hell does that sort of thing?
1: Maybe the same people who've been sending you those books and scroll. I just don't know.
3: You know, this could be a trap.
1: Probably is. But when someone sends me a mysterious map with a big red X on it wrapped in a severed hand... I don't know about you, but I get curious.
3: You're going to get us killed one of these days, you know?
1: Have a little faith, would you? Did I ever tell you about the time I was in London at Christmas and there was a... Ah. It's midnight. That's when things started to get interesting. We couldn't see much due to a heavy mist that rolled off the river, but something in the mist was moving now.
3: What the hell is that? That's... uh, Where
1: do I know that from?
3: It's coming from over there now? It sounds like machinery of some sort?
1: That's when the first of them stepped out of the mist. Its skin... What is left of it is a sickly greenish black with veins showing. One eye has been replaced with a sophisticated ocular implant that projects a green laser beam. Its right arm has been replaced with a prosthetic weapon, and it's covered in biotechnological armor. Oh no. No, not them! It focused the green laser and began to walk towards Max and me. Behind it, many more began to emerge from the mist. Max, run! Down here. Byron,
3: what the hell was that?
1: Iron dead troopers.
3: Dead troopers? What are those?
1: They were created in the First World War from the bodies of dead soldiers. Back then they were little more than steam-driven zombies covered in suits of armor. The current model is much more sophisticated.
3: But why are they here?
1: No idea. The last time I encountered them, they were under the control of- Me. She stepped out of the mist along with four more iron dead.
3: They were under my control.
1: She looked exactly as I had last seen her. In a long, dark dress. Her hair hanging around her shoulders. Her skin paler than my own. She smiled at me. Chris? Chris Sparrow?
3: Not exactly.
1: Leviathan.
3: Well, Hello again, Byron. It's been a while.
1: It's impossible. You died. I saw you die!
3: Yes, you did. When that soldier woman... Oh, what was her name again? Cade? Something like that. At any rate, when she shot me in the head, I was quite dead. (laughs) But then you were kind enough to bring me back. What? What do you mean? When you recreated the universe with the Reality Stone. Side effect was that you brought a number of us back as well. Some old foes, I mean. Byron, who is this woman? I swear, I swear. If you tell me it's complicated, I'll kill you myself.
1: She's... She's an old acquaintance of mine.
3: Acquaintance? Byron, you and Chris Sparrow were so much more than just acquaintances. Did she ever tell you the truth? Did she ever tell you she was in love with you? That's right! She never got the chance because, like most people you meet, you got her killed.
1: Is this you? Are you the one behind all of this?
3: All of what, my dear Byron?
1: The books, the mysterious messages that keep landing in our laps.
3: Oh no, that's not me. But I do know who it is.
1: Who? Who is it? Why are they doing this?
3: No, you don't expect me to just come out and tell you, now do you? There are rules to this game, after all. But don't worry, you'll find out soon enough.
1: Leviathan nodded to one of the iron dead. He raised his weaponized arm and shot I fell to the ground. The world was spinning around. And everything went dark.
0: my dear Leviathan quite impressive (laughs) is he dead?
3: no, simply stunned as requested
0: yes, very good well why don't we just kill him right here and now (laughs) trust me my friends, the pale man shall die soon enough, but not quite yet
3: and why not father why not Byron is a dangerous being The longer he lives, the more likely he'll become a problem. One we'll all have to deal with.
0: Your daughter is correct. The Pale Man is too great a threat to be allowed to live. I would see him humiliated first, Lord Morningstar. I would see him defeated, broken. His will crushed, his faith shattered. His designs ruined once and for all. He must know that it is I... I mean, we who bested him, that in the end all his schemes will come to naught, and that his world is reduced to ash and soot, that he will fade away into oblivion, knowing that in the end no one will even remember his name, because there will be no one left to remember, then and only then could I ever allow the pale man to die.
4: You have been listening to The Byron Chronicles, A Year in the Life, Part 6, Dark Alliances, written by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Carissa DeWitt as Max, Peter Joseph Lewis as Mr. Logan, Mark Kalita as the vaudeville man, Kevin Tremblay as the librarian and troll Mark Olson as the Hell Demon Darren Millar as Lord Nicholas Nicole Goodnight as Leviathan and Kareem C. Cronkley as Croatoan The music was by Kevin McLeod and Adrian Von Sigler Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig Script edited by Daniel Quesado This episode was produced, engineered and directed by Eric Busby This is Mark Brzee. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright Eric Busby presents 2017.